horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Englehart, racing's regular guy. All right, welcome back for another Winning Ponies. It's time for the second jewel in America's Triple Crown, none other than the grade one million dollar Preakness Stakes. We'll be bringing in some top handicappers uh, to look at it for us. And uh, I do want to remind everybody, come on over to winningponies.com. We do have a Preakness contest going on. $100 cold cash is the top prize. And after that, well, we've got all kinds of points so you can pull down your easy win forms. And I was just looking at last week's results and we had a humongous hit at Pimlico Racecourse, and that's where we're going to be on Saturday. Just a slew of uh, outstanding uh, stakes races uh, leading up to the Preakness, and actually after the Preakness, there's a grade one stake, but not one you might be too familiar with. It is for Arabian breads. So uh, maybe you're having a real lucky day and you want to just uh, you know parlay it over to an Arabian bread. Good luck. I can't help you uh, because uh, I know nothing of the Arabian bread breed. So uh, other than they can run farther than any other horse, that I do know. Then from BUSR, we're going to get with him right now, right out of the blocks, uh, James Ross. We've been having him on for the for the big races and BUSR who give the best promos and bonuses of any race book uh, is where you want to go. As you know, we're highlighting it on uh, the Winning Ponies uh, uh, website, but uh, pretty much uh, the initials BUSR and the email contact that James sent me earlier. So with no further ado, let's go across the pond, as they like to say. James Ross from BUSR, how are you? Good morning or good evening for you. Uh, I'm good, thanks. Um, obviously, it's a kind of slightly strange week. Um, we should be all talking about Preakness, getting excited for the second uh, jewel in the crown, as you put it. But we still seem to be looking back at that first jewel, don't we? Um, not quite knowing who won the derby. Well, we know who finished first, second, third, fourth, uh, and on. Uh, we don't know what's going to shake out down the road. And, uh, James, I wanted to ask you, as someone uh, that uh, grew up and lives in, in Europe, um, what, what uh, are the, the horse players saying about, A, Bob Baffert, and B, of course, Medina Spirit, and uh, what could happen down the road? What, what, what are the people you know saying? Well, first of all, um, you know, all the coverage after the event was fantastic, incredibly positive. It was a fairy tale story, wasn't it? A horse bought for $1,000. Bob Baffert, we know that name. He goes and wins again. And more importantly, we had a proper derby. It was in May. It was The sun was shining. The girls looked great. And it felt like a proper derby. Um, now, what people have been saying since then, obviously, is quite different. I've been following social media, speaking to people in the office. And look, I'll be honest with you. Um, I think this is casting a little 
little bit of a sh- uh, of a, a bit of a cloud over the uh, the the Preakness this weekend, and I think we're actually seeing now a reaction from customers as well. Like our members betting with us. I expected Medina Spirit to be heavily backed. Of course, look, it's one of the favourites for the race. First favourite or second favourite, depending on which sports book you look at. Um, but we're seeing like 12% of all bets placed on the race um, are on Medina Spirit. And and I'm thinking, it's... It, it could win the Triple Crown. It's Bob Baffert. You know, like 40... Uh, sorry, I'm trying to get the figures right now. I think it was something like 23% of people um, on the day of... Um, the Derby actually bet on Medina Spirit. We had a big run of people that came on for Bob Baffert because it was his one entrance, but no one's backing Medina Spirit now. So I don't know whether that soured people's opinions, but uh, unfortunately the coverage isn't too positive right now. Well, you know what? I, this is just one man's opinion, okay? Uh, first of all, did he had, uh, have uh, 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 betamethasone in his system? Yes, he did. Did it make a difference on his ability to run the race? This is where I believe people are getting buried in this story. Okay, James, if if what we're led to believe so far from the results and everything, the, the, the horse had something like four picograms of uh, betamethasone. They say that that's akin to taking four grains of salt and throwing it in an Olympic swim pool. Now <laughs> – if that's the case, I, I don't see it affecting the horse's physical ability this week. I mean, hopefully it's all out of his system. As soon as they got to Baltimore, Baffert had uh, Jimmy Barnes, his assistant, go to the officials and say, hey, I want blood tests drawn on all my horses. He's got three in. And, uh, you know, they're just trying to clear this whole thing. They, they I mean – it's a shame that he's had these other positives that make you think, hmm, that's interesting. And they were for different things. And they've he's been cleared on all counts, at least cleared as far as this horse is being disqualified. So what I'm saying is just from a physical performance enhancing, because this is what goes through people's mind, and uh, betamethasone is for inflammatory problems um, – that I don't see where it's going to, let's say, wow, oh, in the Preakness, he's racing without betamethasone. I don't know if I want to bet him. I think it's for guys like me that are going to pick the horse that it's, that it's an advantage. And James, you, you were you were kind enough to send me your odds, and I was very interested in seeing the odds that BUSR is uh, posting right now that his stablemate concert tour is favored over the Derby winner. Yeah, and that's the strange thing. Obviously, we've seen so much money this week, um, certainly po- uh, post the uh, the draw a couple of days ago, and lots of money it is for concert tour. So that doesn't feel like it's an anti-Bob Baffert thing. It's not like people aren't betting on Medina Spirit with us because it's Bob Baffert. Um, I won, look, and this is the big thing I think we've got to remember, John. You're a horse racing expert. You love it, and, and I love it. And we we read every single word in a you know an article, and we read twenty articles on horse racing a day, if not more. But the man in the street who watched the Derby. 10, 12 days ago, he sees on Facebook a, a news story that says Medina Spirit disqualified for drugs. Right? He doesn't read any more 
he's not a, a qualified vet. I think the man in the street probably doesn't quite understand the finer points that you've made there. And I wonder whether that's put people off. And the other thing, of course, the reason I think Medina Spirit was so popular to back in the last race with us was because, let's face it, it wasn't a great race. It was wide open, that race. And it was a big price. So I think people are looking at this race now thinking, it's probably just too short. Everybody's going to back this thing. I, w- I want a bit of value. You know, it's another other open race i i want to back at a big price uh, look at the front two in in the in the derby huge prices i think people are looking for big prices again look you say it's a you know it's the jewel in the crown the preakness and it absolutely is but this year in terms of the quality of the race forget the event the quality of the race it's more like a pebble so i think it's wide open i think anyone can win this thing well, uh, you know, we'll find out. Certainly, they're not dodging them, but I do notice that most of the Derby horses, I, I you know, man, I mean, they ran such a bang up race, James. You got to admit, that was an exciting horse race to watch. But this little guy, he just kept digging in and digging in. He wasn't going to let those horses go by him if they went around again. Um, now, what did that take out of him? We don't know. Obviously, they haven't done much with him since then, but he proved that he was the best of that bunch. And for the most part, uh, you know, with the exception of a few horses in here, he's going against uh, fresh horses or new players or horses coming in off different surfaces or, for that matter, uh, horses coming in from Japan. I mean, so I, I have to admit, this is not the most stellar Preakness field I've ever seen, but is he still on his toes enough um, that he can that he can repeat that? I'm I'm believing so, which I think is going to be a benefit to me, especially after you posted the BUSR odds. I think that's going to happen in the U.S. Also, people are going to see this horse as kind of you know a bit of a tarnished uh, uh, horse to back, and they might go to concert tour again like you stated james um the horse is trained by bob baffert if you got a problem with him you should have a problem with concert tour now let's get a little bit into uh the preakness and as my guest uh james russ i'm gonna let you go first and then i'll kind of give you my read on the race so the favourite is Concert Tour. Um, so we make uh, Concert Tour a plus 200 shot, two to one, as we'd say in the UK. Um, and we make Medina Spirit the second favourite at plus 250. And we've we've had to swing those odds rounds in the last couple of days because we're not seeing any interest in Medina Spirit. Uh, the Morning Line had them the other way around. The Morning Line went uh, Medina Spirit favourite. Um, and then, look, then, to be honest, you, you're getting big prices. Outside of those two, um, you know, we're six... Um, uh, plus six thousand. Uh, sorry, plus, plus six. Uh, plus six hundred for uh, midnight bourbon. Uh, we've got uh, you know uh, plus a thousand uh, risk taking. There's crowded uh, trade at plus twelve hundred. Personally, I like keep me in mind. Um, again, I, I don't think this is a particularly high standard of race. I think anyone can win it. Um, I think Baffert got it right last time when he said about the derby. He said if this is a scrap, it be, if it becomes a battle, um, you know, Medina Spirit's got a great chance. Um, I don't see the class out there for this to be, you know, anyone to, to win by any great distance. For me, it's whoever's going to win it. It's going to be a by a nose. I think it's going to be a scrap. Uh, go on. I'm dying to know. You obviously like Medina Spirit, John, but who are you backing? Um, I am going to back Medina Spirit for the reasons I just uh, stated. And I really think that Concert Tour 
uh, initially I thought, oh, concert tour. Oh, he'll knock this door's doors in. But then I went back and, and, I, and I looked at, um, I mean, his body of work is excellent. But James, his body of work comes against very short fields. Um, and he pretty much had things his own way out there. And so, you know, while he was breaking uh, from no farther out than the seven post uh, in the Rebel, um, he's going to have to break from the ten hole. Now, he's got a marvelous jock in, in Mike Smith, uh, who's taken over for Joel Rosario, who committed himself to uh, France Godaina. And uh, so breaking from that ten hole, I think it's going to cost him. As you saw, he tired a little bit at a mile and an eighth. Now we're going to, you know, we're going a mile three sixteenths. That might well be in there, but I think the links he's going to lose breaking from the outside post are, are, are going to cost him. So I, I like Medina Spirit. I keep me in mind, by the way, was my fifty to one long shot play in the Derby. I <laughs> I, I, I I did like him. Uh, I was giving him some excuses out of his other races. That was the first time he raced without blinkers. But let's put a, a line through it. He, he raced next to last for half the race, uh, you know, and and still had a little bit of a wake up call at the end. And well, the morning line here is fifteen to one. What is it on BUSR odds? So that is, we are, and I'll admit this, we are worst price in the industry for keep me in mind. So we're plus 1,400. So um, very similar to the morning line prices, just a little bit shorter. Just because I really fancy keep me in mind, I, I say, I think it's, it's wide open. Look, you don't want to listen to me. I backed highly motivated. Hey, um, hey, hey. An absolute pig of a race. <laughs> it was a disaster for me personally. It was a good result for the, uh, for the company. Um, but look, I, I like keep me in mind. So we're full. 14, 14 to 1, as I'd say here, plus 1,400. And, and we do actually have a special offer purely for Winning Ponies customers Ooh, that I've got to let you know about. I'd tell you what, a nice, simple offer we're going to do for anyone that signs up uh, for Winning Ponies. If your horse comes second and you've you you know you've backed him to win and he comes second, we'll give you money back. Simple as that. We'll just refund your money up to $1,000. So if you have anything up to $1,000 on that race book, on the track prices, you know, on the day, you know, it's basically taking the pool prices. If that horse, uh, yeah, if that horse comes seconds, we'll give you your money back. Simple as that. So money back if you come seconds. To sign up with us, all you do, you go www. and you go busr.com forward slash ponies. That's busr forward slash ponies and then we will know you're a winning ponies customer and uh, and i personally within the first couple of hours after the race i will refund any winning ponies customers that come second so so the gamble you, you don't even have to find the winner you know come seconds you got your money back how what could i do that would be better than that all right now clarify for this i'm rather simple-minded man let's say i bet medina spirit to win do i still collect my win bet even if he wins if oh if, if you bet the winner you get paid as a winner simple as that if you come third fourth fifth sixth all the way down to tenth you get nothing you've lost if you're backing it as a win bet. but if you come seconds and you've backed your horse to win we'll just give you your money back we'll refund you and the reason i'm doing that is I honestly think it's wide open. I could, I tell you what, I, I think there could be some, uh, there could be some huge exacta uh, prices here. It, it, anything could come out of this. I think it's wide open. I'm, uh, I'm really, really excited about the race. Um, because I, I think it's got a fascinating sort of shape to it. I don't think it's high standard, much like the Derby, but um, the race itself, I think, is going to be a fascinating watch. 
It is. And, you know, uh, Medina Spirit, again, you know, he had to run his eyeballs out at a mile and a quarter. How much did that take out of him? We don't know. Whereas, you know, I've already knocked him, but Concert Tour comes into this awful fresh. He's a Baffert trainee. Uh, that's dangerous. Now, one thing I noticed is that uh, really the only horse, I don't know how much you've been following the uh, the the, uh, the Lasix uh, situation over here, but in the big races and certain tracks, uh, Lasix is not allowed. Really, that should only affect a horse I don't even like, and that's Ram. Uh, the rest of these horses have proven that they can run formidable uh, w- with without Lasix. So, so I'm not even making that, uh, you know, a part of the equation here. So, um, you know, is is concert tour the fly in the ointment to beat his stable mate? Is Medina too tired, or the fact that he has uh, very well tactical speed and the horses he's lost to this year are some considered some of the best three year olds in the country? The life is uh, uh, good is on the shelf. Um, he might just be a cut above these things that I want to go over to busr.com forward slash ponies and say, hey, I'm betting them because I just bought an insurance policy, whereas one of these horses does jump up and beat them. I'm collecting either way. So that's well, what you, I'm You're going to get your money back. We're not going to pay you as a winner, but we'll give you your money back, which well, still, I've got to yeah. say. I'd tell you one thing, as someone who's gambled all my life, sometimes avoiding a loser can be as good as a winner. You know, <laughs> if you've ever been around the casino table and you're a couple hundred dollars down, to actually get your money back feels like a winner. Um, so, yeah, that's what we do. Money back if you, uh, if you, come, uh, if you come second in the race. Just on Ram, that's plus 5,000. Um, I don't think, you know, if you look at these um, long shots there, Unbridled Honor, plus 2,000. France, Golden. I struggle with this one. Um, thankfully, it didn't race in the derby. France, go de Ina. Um, yes. That one is uh, plus 3,000. And Ram is the real dog at, at plus 5,000. You wouldn't fancy it to win, but, you know, in a race like this, could easily get second. Get your money back and, uh, you know, a second bite at the cherry. You can get betting it again at Belmont and see if you can have any more luck then. There you go. Or move on to that grade one Arabian race that'll be running 45 minutes after the Preakness. So that, that's a, that's an outside chance. Well, James, thanks always for uh, for joining us. And down the road, um, I, I want to pick some of the top European races and and have you chime in and kind of guide us along, and then we can bet it on BUSR, you know, kind of, because you you were a bookmaker on track, you know, before, uh, you, you know, you, you came out of your ivory tower at BUSR. No, I'm just kidding. And, uh, you, you know, the, the fact that you could kind of paint a picture for us about the European style of racing and betting. Oh, I'm incredibly versatile. I can pick losers in any country in the world. <laughs> I can do it at Royal Ascot. I can do it at Cheltenham. I, you know, I, I can I can do it in Paris come September for the Arc. No, I, I um, look. I've got an opinion on almost every race in the world. Um, finds the winners always that bit of a challenge. But you know, certainly like Preakness is the big focus this week. Just just one final thing on Baffert. Um, do you a do you expect there to be a change on Medina Spirit's um, status as the disqualified winner? And secondly, do you think Baffert will turn up? They're saying he's not going to go down to Pimlico. Do you think he might make a later arrival or not? Well, to answer the easy one first, no, he's not going to show up. And uh, you know, he he's been in enough big races that I've seen him not show up before, just because 
he didn't feel it was necessary. He's got the, the best assistant in the world in Jimmy Barnes, uh, who, uh, you know, sh- should get all the credit for the work he does. I, I never see a picture of one of Baffert's top horses that Jimmy Barnes isn't within a half a foot of the animal. Um, to answer your first, I would need a crystal ball. And if I had that, I would be a very, very rich man, James. Um, the thing is, He's already pretty much admitted, yeah, the drug was in his system. Um, you know, it wasn't me. It was the vet or was the guy behind the grassy knoll or uh, I don't know. You know, there's there's a lot of questions to be answered. And the, the reason why those questions will come up, and rightfully so, is the fact that you know, he's got a past performances. He's got a track record of having uh, situations similar to this, though not the same, uh, in, in his resume. And that in the back of your mind uh, could weigh. It's probably not supposed to. Uh, but uh, so now we know that the substance was in the horse's system, I believe. And the fact that that was against the rules, I guess, gives you reason to DQ the horse. I hope it doesn't happen just because of the history of the race and the prestige that it carries. But l- let's face it, if if it's not supposed to be in your system and it's in your system, no matter how it got there, you know, you got to be moved to last, James. Well, what's your read on it? No, I agree. No, I think rules are rules and, you know, and the rules are the same for Bob Baffert as they are for anybody else. Um, but, you know, we, we do have to think about the future of racing. So, look, right now, this is not positive for the future of racing. We can't have these sorts of stories dragging, you know, our sport down like we've seen in, you know, certain Olympic or athletic sports and cycling. My God, I wouldn't trust a single winner on, um, <laughs> on a cycling event. So, and look, you know, ultimately, people are backing the other Baffert horse, they're back in concert tour, then they, they, they seem to be taking it out on Medina Spirit. Like, you know, Medina Spirit was around the back of the stable snorting cocaine or something. The poor horse <laughs> knew nothing about it. it um, so, look, I, I, think, I think it's a bit of a, a, storm in a storm in a teacup. But, look, fingers crossed we just have a great race and, um, and not too many people back the winner or the second place with us on Saturday. But I hope to, I hope to see some uh, new winning ponies uh, listeners join us this saturday and, and look if you win a few quid off me uh, i wish you the best of luck well james the, 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 there there is an old saying and i probably shouldn't shut it up it's like i don't care if you're cheating just let me know about it <laughs> <laughs> I, i'll use that one on my girlfriend later yeah um, but- uh, feel free i don't know what you're going to be cheating her with but anyhow we will move on uh, again again folks this is a gr- great deal that, that James is offering us through BUSR. And uh, in case it took you a while, fumble it around to find your piece of paper and your pen. It's BUSR.com forward slash ponies. And that is going to be the secret handshake, letting James know that he made this offer strictly to winning ponies listeners. And you better get your action down while you can folks. James, thanks a million for joining us. Uh, I, I, I greatly appreciate it. And I hope you'll be back with us as we get closer to the third jewel in the triple crown, the Belmont stakes. I certainly will. We'll speak soon, John. Good luck on Saturday. All right. Well, uh, my producer, Josh, by gosh, tells me that we've got a, uh, uh, a secret handicapper calling in right now. Mr. Meyer, are you there? 
I am here, and I am happy to be here. Thank you, John. All right. Well, you know, I, I had a feeling uh, it just took, took a while uh, for for me to, uh, to to get everything together. My script went out the window. I'm talking with James. I'm waking him up at two in the morning over in England. And so anyhow, I, I did find out that you were going to be, be with us. Uh, as important as you are, we just passed on our break and we said, wait, let's tap the brakes here a minute. If Steady Eddie is coming on, we want to know who who will wear the garland, I believe, of the Black-Eyed Susans. Is, is that what the winner is or is that for the girl that wins the Black-Eyed Susan? You know, I, if, if I start trying to guess flowers and tea and things like that, I'm really going to be on the outside looking in. But I, either which way, whatever, whatever the prize may be, I, I've, I've looked at the oaks, I've looked at the Preakness. And, and before I even even begin, John, i got to tell you, listen to James as a breath of fresh air. You guys really play off well with each other. I think that could go on practically the whole show. Well, we'll find out. He's going to be back on uh, when we get around the boat. This guy's offering us some great deals. But, hey, the deal I want to know is when Steady Eddie walks up to the window on Saturday, which ways he go? And I got a couple minutes left. You got it. I'll tell you what, John, in the Preakness, this is, this is probably the rarest of times I have been the least excited, and it's not about the hullabaloo of the of the uh, the potential drug or ointment or whatever have you, what they're calling it today. I just really lost interest in this. It, I don't think the best horse won by any way, shape, and form. I am completely going the other way. I'm going to start off with Midnight Bourbon, who's going to show some really good speed, a Red Ortiz for Asmussen. In the Derby, bumped early, four wide on both turns, and got the red hot I read Ortiz. I believe he rode three wins, if not four, at Belmont today, just kind of checking in and out. That's my top pick. I absolutely love it. And then I'm going to go to Crowded Trade, 10 to 1, Javier Castellano for Chad Brown. They're switching riders. And this was a, it lost a dirty nose in the Gotham and was bumped around seven wide in the wood, was really making up a whole lot of ground. You're getting 10 to 1, great value. And then I'm going to go to the Six horse Ron Bauer looked like a, a turf horse at first, that a synthetic horse winning the El Camino Real Derby. But Ron Bauer ran third in the bluegrass against essential quality and highly motivated. And you're getting 12 to 1 there in Flavian Pratt for Mike McCarthy. John, I couldn't ask for anything more. I'm going to price shop here. Midnight Bourbon, Crowded Trade, and Ron Bauer. Wow. Wow! So you are 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 leaving uh, Bob Baffert sitting on the sideline watching your long shots come in, huh? You know, I I think Bob would leave me the same way, but it's all about, and he would know better than anyone. It's all about the sport. I really think a subpar horse won. Now, in fact, Medina Spirit may do the real thing and just improve us all wrong in concert tour. If this is not an anomaly that the, the stablemate beats the, the star, per se. I don't, I'm not really sold on Medina Spirit. Concert tour's got a rough, rough uh, post position, but he's got Mike Smith aboard. Mike still has plenty of aces up his sleeve if he's 105. Trust me. I'm still going to value Shout John, but I think the Pimlico this year is going to pay double digits. Very interesting. Well, I know I didn't ask you to look at this race, but did you look at the Black-Eyed Susan by any chance for that late double? 
or early double, I In should fact, say, a did. day early. This goes back to March 27th at Turfway Park. It was in the Bourbon at Oaks. And there's a three-year-old filly by Pioneer the Nile by Bra- or for Brad Cox and Godolphin. John, I saw them because they came into our booth and they actually stood and watched the race. Three in a row they're shooting for for this three-year-old filly here. She is a total monster. Now, a lot of the naysayers aren't going to be sold because of the, of the uh, synthetic win last time out. But prior to that was at Fairgrounds where it came off the turf. Looks like they were pointing heavily towards the turf, but adventuring has Florence Giroux for Godolphin. Brad Cox is the trainer, and he only wins 26% of the time when he ships. And the last time out, he came from Turfway Park. Winner of the Bourbon at Oaks is going to jump up and bite you and surprise you. In the numbers that I'm actually looking at here, these are some incredible speed figures. The second choice in currently four to one right now. Yeah, and uh, I, I've got a I got a big old X by that horse. Now, uh, you know, I, I obviously a lot of money is going to going to go on Beautiful Gift. It's kind of a a, a redemption uh, entrant uh, for for Bob Baffert in a way that uh, you know to be kind of say, hey, look, folks, I I can win races with with uh, out anything that uh, might uh, have given me an edge. I, I just don't know if uh, if you know he's he's gonna be outside. He's gonna have to use his speed. Uh, will a horse like Ice Latte or I know Forever Boss finally jumped up, but that was a cheap field last time. But I'm gonna look at some of these other horses like Spritz. Um, they're all gonna be gunning at Willful Woman. Um, they're they're gonna be winging it and dinging it on the on the front end, and I just don't know how that's gonna help or hurt Beautiful Gift. I think it. Uh, I think you said it best. With, with the post position is really, really tough. What I really liked about the nine, uh, the post position for adventuring. This real Philly John is going to lay right behind, right behind the speed. And if you look at the last two half times of the race, they're almost a second apart. And two back was very close and linked off, and they ran a little bit quicker. She dropped back, and she was five off. I like it. This is a true filly here. Adventuring really looks good, and I'm really getting more excited with four to one. Been on for 48 days, but I'm actually I, I got to give a lot of credence to your beautiful gift. Bob is an incredible trainer, and you, no matter what happens in the Derby or with anything that that goes down with the final results, he's an incredible trainer. And they're going to jump out and come swinging. I think adventuring. You said it's it's speed laden. I'm going to be able to follow and draft right in behind. All right. Well, Ed, thanks for joining in. I wasn't expecting you, but uh, Josh Abducher said, hey, you got a special guest waiting. So didn't want to wait any longer. Ed, I I appreciate it greatly, and we'll be listening to you at the races. So with that, we're going to go to break here on Winning Ponies, and we come back. We're going to be talking to a good friend, an excellent handicapper and writer from the Mid-Atlantic region, none other than Tom Lamara. You're listening to Winning Ponies. in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. And 
What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. BUSR brings you the best options for Triple Crown season, and now is the time to get in on the action. Bet on the Kentucky Derby with BUSR. Enjoy daily rebates and cash bonuses, including up to a $500 welcome bonus for winning ponies listeners. Enter promo code PONIES, P-O-N-I-E-S, when you sign up at BUSR.com backslash ponies. Again, that's promo code PONIES, P-O-N-I-E-S, at BUSR.com backslash ponies. Bet with confidence. Bet with BUSR. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Englehart, racing's regular guy. The phone lines are open and are toll-free, 1-866-472-5788, or send us an email at show at winningponies.com. John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show, Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. All right, and you've heard me say it before, with me now, one of my favorite people in the sport of racing. He has shifted his tack from Lexington, Kentucky to the Mid-Atlantic region, so Pimlico is on his regular beat, none other than Tom Lamara. Tom, how are you? I'm sorry, I missed Hello? Yeah, okay. I got you now. I'm sorry. You cut out on me there. Um, okay. How are you? What have you been doing? Tell me. Uh, well, you know, uh, as you know, the Preakness is this weekend. <laughs> no, uh, we've had a pretty rough year here. Um, you know, last year we had a shutdown for for almost three months because of COVID, but you know, that's over now, but uh, we're in the process of having to move 800 horses from Laurel to Pimlico and Timonium because the uh, main track at Laurel needs some major work. So, you know, we're, we're, look, we all love the Preakness here, but you know, honestly, we, we'd like to get it over with so we can get this major project underway. <laughs> because, no, well, no, 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 real, you know, reality's a bitch, but, you know, we have to deal with it. And, um, you know, we're just, we just want to get through the next couple of days so we can move all these horses to other places. Well, so Tom, it's very difficult, to be honest. It's very difficult. Tom, with uh, COVID, COVID restrictions, Certainly waning here uh, where I am in the Midwest. Uh, what what are what's going to be the the cap on uh, uh, the, the crowd, etc. Uh, at Pimlico? Well, they they cut the crowd at ten thousand. Uh, you know, with the usual social distancing, there is no like walk-in admission this year, uh, which of course there wasn't last year when the Preakness was held in October. 
Um, you know, they're, they're like you had, you had to buy a ticket, you need a seat, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, I know that the, the CDC has, uh, has uh, changed its uh, mask rules for vaccinated people, but I don't think that that's going to impact the rules that were already in place for the Preakness here. Um, you know, so the limit is 10,000. I know that there's a concert in the infield. I don't know much about it. You needed to buy a ticket. Um, you know, and only certain parts of the building are going to be used. So, you know, we'll see how it goes, you know. Um, but, uh, like I said, you know, look, it's, it's the Preakness. We have two really, really good cards Friday and Saturday, but, most people are concerned about next week when they have to move their horses out of Laurel. <laughs> and back so, home. Well, yeah, Tom, I, I, it, it's been a tumultuous uh, two weeks in racing, uh, and that's an understatement, I believe, from a lot of camps. Uh, let me sit back and talk to another guy that's been involved in this game for decades and, uh, uh, as the former news editor, I mean, heck, you wouldn't have slept for two weeks if you were still up in Lexington. Give me Tom Lamar's read on uh, all that has happened in the last two weeks uh, emanating from uh, Medina Spirit and the Kentucky Derby. Oh, concerning the um, medication positive? Is there another mean- subject? <laughs> well... I, I would I would hope that there was to be honest with you. Look, I, I look. I wrote about that stuff for twenty years, and I'm really glad that I don't have to write about it again. Um, you know, I I pay attention to it. Um, look, look. You know, they they found uh, the first test found the substance, which is fine, but there is a due process um, procedure. And um, I don't know if they submitted the uh, uh, request for the split sample. I'm sure that they did. And yes, this they just did. needs to play out. <clears throat> you know, this is how it works. And honestly, it's not going to be any different in the coming years under the Horse Racing Integrity Act. Because there's always due process. And if there's never due process, you might as well fold up the tent, close down the industry, and move on. You know, a lot of people don't understand that, but that's the reality. There is due process. Look, I'm not defending anybody, sticking up for anybody or anything, or slandering anybody, but this is how the process works. And the split sample, you know, is not back yet. Um, Normally, you don't even know about a, a positive until the split sample's been tested and they say, you know, that this horse tested positive or this horse tested or the split sample proved that it was not a positive. But it's, but, but it still goes to court anyway. So it's like, look, these are great, talk, great talking points for the media, but honestly, just let it play out. You know, the horse, right now the horse has every right to be in that race as far as I'm concerned. You know, and, and, and that's it. So just... Let them run and see what happens. You know, it's just just the same old, same old. And anyone who thinks that it's going to change because we have a federal law is wrong. Due process is due process, period. 
And that's my last word on it. <laughs> I really don't. Honestly, uh, I, I, I just want to get it over with, to be honest with you. I, I really do. So, that's, good. you know. All right, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll get on. I've been riding that pony all week, and he's ready to be put up whether I give him a bath or not. Just get me in the stall. <laughs> so I will do it for that topic for now. I just had to weigh, weigh in with you. Well, no, it's um, fine. I don't mind, but, but there is due process, and let's just see what happens. You know, that's it. That's how, that's how it works. Well, uh, you know? let's... Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll take it kind of chronological here, leading up to the Preakness. Uh, first of all, I always remember this is the Black-Eyed Susan. Uh, which George E. Mitchell are, are we naming this after? Do you know? You know, I, I don't. Um, and I hate <laughs> to admit that, but I don't know. Um, uh, I saw that myself, and I was like, well, I don't know who that is, which I probably should. I apologize, but I don't. <laughs> I figured you would. I figured you'd be some important guy in Maryland racing or something like that. That uh, He very well but, could be, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there was a guy in politics named that, too. So, uh, well, any, anyhow, all right, since you don't know, I don't know. We'll find out down the road, I'm sure. But uh, the Black Eyed Susan, it's kind of the girls' version of the Kentucky Oaks, though uh, we, we don't see the field peppered with uh, any uh, Oaks entrance, shall we say. So That's the horses right. are com- they're coming in from all over the place. Tom, I, I, I see this as a, as a really good wagering opportunity, the Black Eyed Susan, because you know money – is going to go to Bob Baffert's horse, beautiful gift. Let's face it. It has the most experience in high quality, uh, graded stakes races just missed. in it's last, uh, the, the Santa Anita Oaks and, uh, won the Santa Isabel in a real game effort there, both those West coast horses, but you know, uh, Baffert shipping off the plane is one uh, more than most. Uh, so I think money's going to go to Beautiful Gift, and I think that opens up the door uh, for those of us that can leave the horse off your ticket uh, to to some uh, good betting action. So, uh, Tom, if you had a chance to look at this race, uh, give me your input. You know, well, look, she's, you know, she's coming out of the, um, you know, the, the top races in California. Um, she has speed, um, you know, I, I doubt she'd have any problem with the distance. You know, the morning line is, you know, is nine to five. I figured she'd be, I don't know, she may be six to five or seven to five, but that's how morning lines work. Um, you know, outside of that, like you said, I, I think it's pretty wide open. Um, you know, you know, what I've done is, well, you know, look, I live here and I'm at the track every day. And I see these horses race. Uh, there's a horse in here, um, excuse me, a filly in here, uh, Miss Leslie. Yes. Um, you know, she's, she's gone two turns twice, and she's won two stakes at Laurel. And um, uh, Claudia, the trainer, Claudia Gonzalez, uh, shipped her to Pimlico for a couple works, and they've been really good. Claudia was based at Laurel, and... Uh, Soon to be moving to Pimlico. <laughs> um, he's based at Laurel, and um, he shipped her up there a couple times. Um, you know, she's kind of like an off-the-pace type. Uh, you know, she's a closer when she sprints, and she's a closer when she goes long. You know, she's 15 to 1 in the program. I, you know, I'm looking at other horses in here. And, yes, I know they're coming from Keeneland and, 
oak lawn and aqueduct and stuff. But, you know, what? sometimes, you know, just, you know, having that local edge helps. Um, I, I don't know how good she is. Um, you know, I, I can't say that she could beat uh, Beautiful Gift, but, you know, I, I think she's worth looking at for exotics at least because, you know, she's, you know, she's won at Pimlico once, and like I said, she really likes to go two turns. So I'll be curious to see how she does. It's funny. I've got uh, written down my long shot, Miss Leslie. Well, you know, the other yeah. thing, we'll, we'll, we'll move on, but the, the thing that I did not mention about Beautiful Gift is in her uh, last three efforts, which include her maiden win, she's never faced more than three horses. <laughs> oh, you're running. <laughs> I see it now. <laughs> yeah, those short fields That's out of Santa Anita. Yeah, that is interesting. Shit. Yeah, has yeah. only faced three horses and is going to face nine of them on Friday. So yeah. we, we will find yeah. out. I don't know if you got to hear our friend uh, Ed Meyer, but I, I got a feeling that uh, if I do decide to leave a beautiful uh, gift uh, off my top spot, that uh, adventuring will take that over. I know it's coming off a poly track effort, but it has one on main surfaces. Seems to be going in the right direction. And hey, let's face it, I don't know if there's a hotter combo than trainer Brad Cox and jockey Florent Giroux in racing today. Yeah, yeah. Look, she's never run a bad race. She's, uh, you know, she's one on dirt. And personally, I kind of like horses who, who run really, really well on Tapita and then go back to dirt. I mean, she's the second choice at four to one in the program. Actually, she might be higher if the ten is like you know even money or something. So I see absolutely no problem with her whatsoever. You know, and, you know, she clearly can go to toes, so. She looks good well, to me, too. Well, you know, Tom, every now and then you got you got to put a line through a race. If you go to the two, Willful Woman, who's morning line 12 to 1, great connections, Asmussen and Ricardo Santana, uh, put a line through the Honey Bee. And this horse hasn't done too much wrong in its career, though the thing that scares me is, the only two victories were on Lasix, and she will race without it on Friday. Yeah, and, and <laughs> you just brought up a whole other hornet's nest, but this is the problem with handicapping the uh, greatest stakes on this card, is you'll have LX, 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 which means off Lasix, for those who don't know. But it, it really, John, it really does make it difficult. Um I wish they had come up with a better plan before they decided to do this. Uh, that's a discussion for another day if you want to talk about it. But um, this is the kind of stuff that makes it really hard to handicap these races. Um, you know, but then, you know, I say horses who are on Lasix, off Lasix, and they're on time. So I don't know, but it, it's just, you know, it's just like another factor that makes you go, as you just pointed out, well, what does this mean? You know, can she run okay I, without Lasix? We don't know. We'll we've find seen out. both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've seen both in this in this year. Well, listen, uh, that that's that is the George E. Mitchell Black Eyed Susan, and uh, I, I, I want to get going here on uh, on the Preakness Stakes. Mile three sixteenth, a million dollars up for grabs. Ten will go to post. 
Uh, is uh, Medina Spirit uh, as good as her stablemate concert tour is the question most are asking each other. But again, this could open the door to some other price horses in here. Yeah. Uh, one of the, you know, looking at this race and, and you look at how a lot of these horses traditionally run, uh, you know, Baffert has the two horses who have, at least on paper, the most early speed. Okay? Um, you know, I don't know how that's going to play out, but when you look at these other horses, and, and, and I think there's some really good horses in this race, but, you know, they generally, you know, lay fourth, fifth, sixth. Uh, this horse that kind of intrigued me to keep in mind is, you know, was 19th at the 19th and 19th, the first half mile of the Derby, and actually ran okay in light of the fact that he had a bad break. I don't, I, I, I just don't see anybody really turning this into some kind of a speed goal that sets up for a closer, even though I would really love to get a closer in this race. Uh, one horse that I think might be, you know, very, you know, like not that far off the pace, you know, who could probably rally into it is Midnight Bourbon. Yes. You know, um, he's, he's never run on basic, so that is a problem. So, like, what you see on paper is what you get, basically, with the horse, I think. And, and, and um, you know, he drew the five hole. Um, <laughs> I mean, his derby race is high. You know, he's going to six. That's not an embarrassment when you consider that the top four were in the top four when they turned for home. You know, I, uh, I really wasn't impressed with the Kentucky Derby this year by any stretch of the imagination. If I had the better horse, look, I probably wanted to bet this race. I'm just going to be honest with you. But if I had the better horse, it would probably be Midnight Burnham. Well, again, uh, take your pencil, draw a line through the Derby, and Midnight Bourbon is right there with Hot Ride, Charlie and Mandaloon, and we know where they were on the first Saturday in May. They were running second and third, not very far behind uh, Medina Spirit. As a matter of fact, they were only a half length behind the winner of the Derby, and both yeah. of them showing very, very gutsy efforts. So, uh, y- you know, that's pretty good company for uh, Midnight Bourbon to-, to keep. And the horse was also, you know, a winner at the graded stakes level. Uh, and has run in nothing but graded stakes races uh, since he was a two-year-old in the in the Iroquois, where he ran second. Um, I I really think you know it's just it's a habit where people go look at a horse's last running line and go, oh, he's starting to tail off, or I don't know, you know, not sure what happened there. Mike Smith has taken off. You know what? Don't give up on Midnight Bourbon. He could easily a win this race if the top two something happens to him and B certainly going to be a part of your top three ticket. Yeah. And what's interesting, you know, look, look, he was, he was 13 to one in the Kentucky Derby, even though he had never been in five starts. No, I'm sorry. He's raised eight times, excuse me, but his last five starts, you know, he had never been lower than um, three and a half to one. You know, but yet he went off at 13 to 1 in the Derby, which is kind of low in a, what was it, 19, 20 horse field? Something like that. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think, look, 
you know, this is a different race. You know, it's only 10 horses. It's a mile and three sixteenths. And really, I think, uh, you know, he, sh- he showed early speed, but, you know, I think that if he's close and something happens up front, that he would, you know, he, he would probably have a good shot. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, we'll find out. Uh, Tom, will you be making the uh, trip down for the crab cakes, etc. at uh, Pimlico? I'll be there tomorrow and um, and Saturday. Yes, yeah. Um, I've been at Laurel uh, Monday through today because we uh, we opened up the turf course for uh, workouts. Um, the MTHA came up with the idea because. Nobody could ship to Pimlico to work their horses because all the Preakness, you know, the stakes horses are on the ground. So the MTHA uh, asked if we could have turf work. So everybody paid $50 a horse, which goes to our aftercare program. And I uh, was there all four days to uh, write the turf slips. So, but all it was right. a great well, experience. This- well, you, Tom, you, you have a great time. Thanks a lot for joining us. I also want to thank uh, James Ross from uh, BUSR and remind you, just for Winning Ponies listeners, write it down, BUSR.com. That's after your www. BUSR.com forward slash ponies. If for some reason your horse comes up and knows we're next short that you bet to win in the Preakness, He's going to give you your bet back. Hard to argue with that. It's also hard to argue with the Winning Ponies Easy Win Forms. And come over to winningponies.com. You'll see all the details there about our uh, Preakness Handicapping Contest. So, uh, you know, you've we got your winners there. We've got uh, just unbelievable uh, graded stakes races, both Friday and Saturday. So don't forget that when you call into work tomorrow and tell your boss about that nagging cough you have, that you got a full day of racing at Pimlico. All right. Thanks to Tom. Thanks to James. Thanks to producer Josh. Thanks most of all to you for listening. We appreciate you listening to Winning Ponies. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Englehart. We hope the information from today's show will benefit you at the next post. Join us for more insight next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Also, look for our weekly newsletter. Have a great week. And may your photos always be winners.